0: Hey, welcome to Ponderosa. I have a favorite ask of teachers <laughs> in any life stage of their existence. Uh, don't underestimate. Wow, don't underestimate. I actually kind of like that. Don't <laughs> don't underestimate someone's ability to learn or relearn. Strive to personalize your teaching style as much as possible with this in mind, if you can. For example, maybe don't go straight to punishment if a, I'll just say a subject, because this could be a child, adult, student, family member, friend. Don't jump to punishment if a subject is an understanding, which I know uh, can be challenging, because especially if you have a time crunch, which a lot of teachers and parents and just people in general do, You got to get things done and you have to teach things in a sort of an allotted amount of time. Uh, But even so, if their behavior isn't appropriate in some way, then talk to them about it because they might not know. They might not know that their behavior is uh, inappropriate. And that goes for, that really goes for both teachers and students or anyone in that dynamic. um, It's just a question of where the power lies in that situation. In most cases, it's the teacher or the parent. I think a lot of people of all kinds of ages are still open or want to be open to learning or teaching because teachers were and should still be students, I think. Because when learning happens in a way that's actually interesting, I think that, I I think of that as discovery. I kind of think of sort of Indiana Jones kind of thing happening like not all parts and aspects of Indiana Jones but just just that element of going and discovering things oh what's that how does it work why did that person why did that person seem hostile and clearly thought they were being friendly um why does that clock do that in that particular way when other clocks do this thing Side note, uh, check out the cool clock in Prague if you ever get the opportunity or just do research on it. It's really interesting. I think a lot of people of all ages are still open or want to be open to learning or teaching because teachers were and should still be students. Because when learning happens in a way that's actually interesting, I think of that as discovery. It doesn't feel like learning so much. It's like, oh, what's that? How does it work? Uh, that's kind of neat. Or, why did that person seem hostile and clearly thought they were being friendly? Which can be a tricky, also a tricky thing to work out, but regardless, it's something that's kind of curious and important to learn about. Um, The other thing is, once a student has left your class, leave them alone the allotted agreed-upon time or contractual time is over. It hopefully sounds obvious, but not all teachers do it. Not all bosses do it. Not all people in all sorts of relationships recognize the importance of certain boundaries, Particu- particularly if you're in a position of authority or perceived authority to that subject. You need to learn to recognize when some when someone no longer wants to engage with you that is not that is not all on the the student or subject or child or whoever the person who doesn't have all the authority it's not all on them to know how to explain that to you and that's part of why the guidelines and natural boundaries are in place they're there for a reason so i encourage you to think really hard on the meaning of consent Look up the T as a keyword and consent. There's a lot to be learned, and I think it's really important. There's a saying I've heard from a couple people who were abusers, and that's something a lot of people don't like to think of themselves as, by the way. No one, I, I think many people, I won't say no one, many people don't understand that the things that they do hurt other people. Obviously, there are people who hurt people because they want to, and they know they're doing it. But there's this uh, saying I've heard from a couple people who were abusers. um, If you work at something long enough, eventually it'll break. Or something like that. To an extent, it's good to have a persistent attitude, but only when it impacts you. So, or when there's, you know, consent involved. Really for sure you know consent like anyone could ask this person uh, hey are you consenting Mm -hmm. to what's happening and that person could say yes or no which is by the way really good for there to sort of be more understanding on that on that on this subject because it's not happening as much as it should so anyway um So your exercise routine, the way you choose to have your coffee, the best way to get people to consider your thoughts is to ask them to listen. Don't come up and start petting my dog. Don't presume I want to talk with you because I don't have to talk with you. It's not that difficult to ask, Hey, may I pet Fido? Can I show you a better way? Or a way I think that might be better and how you're doing that. And then it gives the person the opportunity to say, oh no, I, I'm actually out the door, but thank you, or no. Just or be silent and have them walk away. Hey, I wanna keep talking with you. Is that okay? Because if you're think if you think you're going to intimidate someone into engaging with you, you should not be in a position of authority. So I'd ask that you don't underestimate someone's ability to learn or relearn. Figure out how to teach and learn about consent. Most importantly, figure out your boundaries because there are unfortunately people who will climb all over those for sport. For sport, yes. It's okay to tell people you don't want to talk to them. Not everybody knows that, particularly women or people who were just never just never really caught on to that for whatever reason. But you don't have to engage with everyone who comes your way. It's okay to physically say no or say nothing. You, if you don't know, can choose to not engage with people who make you feel belittled or worse. People who are abusive. So, and it sort of, you know, plays into the whole thing I was talking about last time about that element of control versus being controlled and how it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be so cut and dry which I don't even fully understand the nature like why that's a saying but don't underestimate someone's ability to learn or relearn something if you believe in the Punishment method or intimidation tactics method, I am not sure that that is something that is, number one, even going to be effective. And number two, I think you should absolutely reconsider your place in the authority that you hold. You know, it's, maybe that's easy for me to say because I'm not really a teacher. Um, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a parent. Um, The closest I've gotten is having a dog. I think it's important from a student's point of view for someone who, you know, understands and thinks really hard and long about um, the nature of relationships to, to sort of, speak up about uh that nature of speaking up and when it's appropriate to do that for example you don't need to listen to this podcast i hope that no one is making you listen to podcasts or this podcast but the point is learning about consent in all aspects is never gonna be cheesy like maybe it feels at first, because it does feel a little weird when you're, well, especially, especially when you're, um, when it goes into other sorts of relationships where you you know, maybe you're trying to date someone, and yeah, I remember the first time I asked someone if I could kiss them, it was, it was really awkward, and it is usually, because it's not part of our culture to do that, it's more like, ah, oh, I gotta go for it, you know, but maybe we can back off on that a little bit and make it part of our culture to be more accepting of the proper way of doing this. Um, Because it's important. And you are welcome to figure out um, the ways why that's important. It just is. And people who have been affected by the negative repercussions of Other people not respecting that, you know why. How do we keep or get people in authority who don't understand that to understand that? How are people held accountable? How do they keep themselves accountable? Do they? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, so my question for you today is, if you're a person in authority, uh, that can mean different things, Uh, what are you doing to ask yourself or sort of keep yourself in check. And I don't want to be uh, misconstrued as being someone who I I genuinely want to know, not because I'm trying to challenge anyone. Um, I I sort of am, but in a way that I hope is coming across as respectful, because I think if you've made it this far, then you're not offended and hopefully curious. Uh, So I want to know, what do you do um and not just what is someone telling you to do to to understand try to understand your students or child's uh perspective i i won't by the way i may not be able to relate to that a lot i can relate as a child uh, (laughs) as someone who is a child of parents wow words uh and i can relate as a student and somewhat you know, I, I have a dog, so it's 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 not like having kids, but there's a certain amount of responsibility and teaching that happens there. It's, it's It doesn't come anywhere near, you know, humans. But basically, I want to know, if you're in a position of authority, what are you doing to actually... And what are your students or kind of underlings, what are they... Where is the proof that you know that you're doing okay. (laughs) That you're not sort of abusing your power. And I think that's really important for anyone in that position to think about. Or I would ask that you consider, um, see it's a little awkward, but I would ask that people in positions of authority ask themselves, what am I doing to um, make sure I'm not actually hurting people? And that's sort of a big ask because you're busy just trying to do the work, but I think it has to be one of the cornerstones, Um, maybe the most important part of your job if you deal with helping to shape another human being. When a student is showing curiosity, or they are going to an institution of learning, uh, willingly, and I just lost my train of thought lovely this is this is just oh the other thing i was going to ask is if you're sort of if you think of yourself as an advocate or you know someone who you look up to as a role model who's really good at being insightful and talking about these things like consent and and again if you haven't uh maybe it's really basic that you know maybe i just know about this one little thing called the T, which is this wonderful cartoon um, that can really be helpful for understanding some of these things. If you, I think that is sort of just brushing the surface of this conversation, but it's a good starting point. And I think it's really important to be aware that starting points are possibly the most, one of the most important parts. You know, it's important to keep going and have persistence. Um, but just... If you are new to these concepts, don't beat yourself up over it because they can be challenging. And if you're, you know, because I think some people, not everybody and not the majority, but some people do kind of just fall into these positions of authority where, like, especially parents, you know, there are people who they, for one reason or another that I'm not going to talk about right now, they don't always have a choice. So, yeah, hopefully I have made myself clear and asked those questions uh, the way I wanted to. I hope that uh, wherever you are, whoever you are, uh, think about that stuff, but also I hope you enjoy your day, uh, unless you're abusing your power uh, on purpose, in which case I hope that... I maybe don't hope that for you. So, anyway, ending podcast episodes is difficult. Goodbye.